Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Movies and Brews podcast, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Pint Glass, and streaming through the screen here is Wedgehead. Wedgehead. So today, we're doing a throwback episode. We're going to go talk the original Top Gun. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's head off into the Danger Zone. Well, before we head off into the danger zone, Daniel, let's talk about what we're drinking today. This week is my turn to drink Gigantic and Breakside's collaboration, Later Skater. Finally made it to the store and got one. Here we go. It's been... About damn time. Oh, man, that smells good. Ooh. And I uh, got the Suicide Squeeze from... For George, haven't had this one in a while. Dude, I'm sad. I thought more summer beer would be out by now. Their three-way should be coming soon. Should be out soon. Yeah, oh, this is really tight. good, though. This going down smooth. Later skater IPA. I'm liking it. Always. It's Breakside and Gigantic. What could have gone wrong? Nothing. Oh, yeah. Love it. Love it. All righty. Yeah, today we're going to skip movie news and other things we saw. We are just going to get into it. Yeah, we are going to Go back to 1986, and we're going to talk the original Top Gun. Are you all ready, Daniel? I'm ready. I'm going to send you up against the best. Yes, sir. You two characters are going to Top Gun. I feel the need. The need for speed. Five weeks, you're going to fly against the best fighter pilots in the world. You guys really are cowboys. I don't like you because you're unsafe. That's right. I am dangerous. The wild card flies by the seat of his pants. Yeah, I guess when I see something, I go right after it. It takes a lot more than just fancy flying. Gentlemen, this school is about combat. There are no points for second place. You figured it out yet? What's that? Who's the best pilot? No, I think I can figure that one out on my own. Tom Cruise, Kelly McGillis, Top Gun. All right, so for you, Daniel, what does Top Gun mean to you? Have you seen it several times, only once or twice? I know both of us rewatched it recently to get ready for this because it's just it's been a while. Right. I mean, Top Gun doesn't really mean much to me. Like, I like Tom Cruise. I like Mission Impossible and a few other. It's mostly Mission Impossible for me. But I don't know. I feel like you had me watch this movie like a while. I think I've only ever seen it once. Um, And especially like not growing up with it. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. It's from the 80s. Like it has like that. It has like an 80s feel to it for sure. Um. You know, going into it the first time, I always knew like, oh yeah, Danger Zone, like Top Gun. And one thing that still makes me laugh is they play it like, I'm like, yeah, like that's the song. Well, I didn't realize that they play it literally like three or four times in the movie. So I still think that's funny, but I don't know. Like, <laughs> But 
I it really sets a tone for the movie though. I mean it really does. But um I don't know. Like so I rewatched I think this is maybe my second time watching it and I haven't watched it in a few years. Uh honestly still a fun movie to watch um but I don't really have like any strong connection to it. But I like it, you know. It's Tom Cruise. It's good. It's groovy. It's groovy. I don't know. I guess that's my like relationship with Top Gun. Yeah, I'm trying to remember exactly when I first saw this movie. This is one I wish I would have been introduced to when I was super young because I would probably be ecstatic about it. I mean, I still really enjoy it quite a bit. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, I think it was like late high school, early college when I first watched this. I remember watching it for the first time on our 27-inch boob tube, which not the kind of screen for a movie like this whatsoever. Nope. But yeah, that was where I first watched this movie. Um, yeah, I I instantly liked it though. Like, I think I was just at the time really trying to expand my go back and see old movies and expand my uh, yeah, just my her movie horizons are a little bit. And mm-hmm. I remember liking it, having a great time. I mean, at the time, yeah, Tom Cruise was huge with the, into the Mission Impossibles. I don't think the third had come out yet, but at least the first two, Minority Report, it was probably right around when that had come out. Obviously, knew Tom Cruise was. Seen a lot of his 90s films, too. And right. gone back and probably watched Risky Business and Rain Man by that point. So definitely knew who he was. And I guess I was kind of in the impression this is one of the ones that really, really made him a star. He had some several good hits before this, but I felt like this was the one that really, really kicked him into high gear and made him a star. Um, but yeah, I, I remember having a great time. I remember loving the soundtrack. I've been listening to the soundtrack ever since. I mean, I just it's a great soundtrack. You just, Every few songs, it's Danger Zone. Well, the whole thing, though, if you listen to it, especially on Spotify nowadays, it's just, it's so good. I mean, I, I went out and bought the soundtrack eventually. I mean, I had that on CD. <laughs> Damn. Great soundtrack. No, I forgot I, you were a soundtrack guy. Yeah. But yeah, always had always had a great appreciation for this movie. Um, what else? Uh, I, I it's when I go back, I don't go back and visit often, but maybe once every five years or so, go back and visit. I, I was trying to remember, I swear I've seen it in theaters at least once. There had to have been a time when the before they all went first run, the second run theaters around here played one played it. I'm sure I saw it at some point. I just for I some remember they can't... played it on flicks on the bricks one summer. Yeah, I don't think I saw it with for that, but definitely in a theater like the Academy or something. But right. yeah, fun movie. I always liked it. Again, the soundtrack. I still to this day listen to it. I was listening to it today driving around town getting ready for this just kind of yeah i mean after after watching the, i watched it last night after watching it last night i was like yeah <laughs> love it and it's it's not just the kenny Loggins songs either i mean there's some good <laughs> songs on there i actually real quick well, i know some, i remember one time so i was dating a girl and we used to take dance class together right well i remember once we were we were somewhere like a i don't know i think it was like a spare room at a gym or whatever and we were practicing dance and we dance to the entire Top Gun soundtrack, including the anthem. Just start to finish Top Gun soundtrack. 
Nice. Their style was West Coast Swing, and you could West Coast Swing to every single song on there. <laughs> it was awesome. I still to this day remember that. It was sounds great. romantic. It was very cheesy, but romantic. That's nice. That's good. But yes, always like this movie. And yeah, it's it's fun to go watch some behind the scenes of it and just kind of yeah see what went into it. It sounds like it was one of those movies very kind of a headache to make disputes between um you know creative differences between some people and just trying to get a good script out there um where yeah where, where do you want to start with this do you want to start with some like behind the scenes kind of trivia stuff or i mean yeah what... the scenes that we liked things we did like about it mm. those are kind of long overviews at least mine was a little bit long but where, where do you feel like starting today i don't know i feel like should we just say i mean i don't know we could do scenes first and then talk about and then because you got the trivia. Well, going back and watching it tonight, what are some things you liked about it? Or watching it the other night, what are some things you liked about it that stood out? Um, well, no, the soundtrack definitely stands out. Uh, seeing Tom Cruise almost like in his prime. Like, I don't know. He's probably how old is he in he's, Top Gun? Um, I want to say 24. Four twenty-five. Let me yeah. let, let me double check what year he was born. I could be completely wrong. Okay, because like, damn. See, I mean, Tom Cruise like is still like one of those actors that's just still around because he constantly just makes movies. Um, he's one of the last movie stars. But um, okay, so I don't know, just like yeah, he was twenty-four when he, he was born in sixty-two, so twenty-four when he got released. Yeah, he turned sixty in July. He is almost sixty damn can't wait to see his new mission impossible movie looks badass mm-hmm. but i don't know just like watching it i i really no i do like the score a lot as funny as it is much as i think it's funny that they play danger zone like three or four times score is great i mean it does like it does set the mood especially like they have that almost at times like a john carpenter-esque like synth to it when they're like you know doing serious flying maneuvers and whatnot mm-hmm. uh which i think is really good like it, it just i mean in some of the shots just seeing them like fly around in the other jets like when they're doing their training missions with jester and uh viper yeah i mean those are really great i don't know like i and I guess his the relationship with Charlie is also again. I, I don't know. It's not as impactful as I remember it being. I don't know. I thought that was weird. But also, obviously, Goose, like him and Goose, just like I think the friendship fun. between him and Goose is really, really good. Still, that's probably the highlight of the movie. Oh, besides the volleyball scene, the infamous volleyball scene. You got to get ladies in the seats somehow. <laughs> and a lot more than just ladies in the seats with that that erotic display i mean damn <laughs> val kilmer with his shirt off in his prime just good for him good for everybody good for everybody good for everybody well, y'all look great and yeah and that's something that's great about this uh, movie is the the casting was just phenomenal i mean a lot of these were unknowns tim robbins is in this i don't know if you remember seeing him at all he's in the beginning and in the end he's merlin so he went on to yeah. oh i don't know great movies like shawshank redemption <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize that was Andy Dufresne, right? Yep. Yep. But okay. I mean, you have ph- phenomenal actors in this. Um, 
Tom Cruise, you know, he'd done a few things. He was known at the time. I mean, Risky Business is what shot him into stardom. But, you know, working with great directors and one hit after another. I mean, Color of Money with Martin Scorsese. Everybody else, though. I mean, Kelly McGillis, I think, was relatively unknown. Just shot up to stardom after this. Anthony Edwards, who plays Goose, you know, he went on to be the star of ER. Huge show in the 90s. But, He's uh, the course, star of ER. Yeah. And, of course, uh, Val Kemmer. This is one of his earlier roles. He was well, he was decently known too. He had had a couple big movies before this, but this definitely was a huge role for him. I always forget and love um James Tolkien. He's the bald guy in this, also known as um Principal from Back to the Future. Oh my god, I didn't realize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Strickland. <laughs> yeah he's he's great in this Mm -hmm. yeah dude i didn't realize that i mean like yeah when i rewatching, i'm like dude like you recognize a lot of people or like you know everybody like a lot of people look familiar but yeah like i didn't realize that was the same guy from shawshank redemption didn't realize that was the principal you always you only briefly see tim robbins you only briefly see him with his mask off otherwise he's got the air mask on you just wouldn't know unless you know it's him right I mean, like, Michael Ironside is Jester. It always, every time he was on screen, I'm like, I keep thinking for a second, It's he's like Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Like, he has, like, that kind of look to him, but he does, it's like he does a lot of more um, voiceover work. But I know I've seen him in a lot, too. I feel like he turned, I feel like Michael Ironside turned into the, you need somebody to play like an like a, a military colonel. He's your guy. Mm-hmm. I feel like he just shows up as like that character, like that military guy in charge, and a that bunch guy. of different stuff. Yeah, but great cast. I thought all of them, for the most part, had some really good chemistry. I definitely think Maverick and Goose had good chemistry. I mean, Goose was what I like about the story is Goose is kind of the brother that Maverick never had. A lot of the movie is Maverick trying to you know he, he lost his father for well, both his parents when when the, he was very young and kind of trying to like not to say prove prove stuff to himself but prove it to somebody that doesn't exist anymore his father like live up to that right who obviously yeah so he's you know i guess you could say he's you know losing his father at young age he's got some daddy issues and he's trying to work through it which is what a lot of the movie's about i, I kind of like that there's no like central bad guy if you will for this movie we get some bad. No, I mean, at yeah, the end, kind of thing. we're not like leading up to this fight at the end against this like evil empire. Yeah, we're gonna go into battle with them or anything like that. I mean, I guess it, technically Russia. It was the eighties, the Red Scare, and all that. But it was also, I, yeah, you're right. Some like things it's never change. Like, like I remember watching it the first time. Like, yeah, Iceman's the antagonist for most of it. Then I watched it. I'm like, he's not really that bad. Like, he's just kind of saying what. Like, he's actually not a the bad guy. He's like, dude, you're going to get yourself or worse, one of us killed if you keep pulling shit like that and just yeah. being selfish. And then you're like, yeah, he's right. Like, Iceman, 100% right. He's just calling him out. You know, and especially by the end, obviously, they have, like, they have mutual respect for each other. Yeah. And- I wouldn't even call it, like, they're best friends by the end. They just, like, accept one another. And you, you never hate Iceman watching this ever. Like, I never hated Iceman. No. No, and th- that's what I think. Like, just because it's been so long and I only seen it once, I'm like, yeah, Iceman's like kind of like the bad guy. But I'm like, no, he's not. 
they're like they're like so there is no real bad guy there's well and there's definitely there's competition between them because they both want to get that come in number one for ranking and get their name on that plaque so there's mm-hmm. definitely he's definitely maverick's competition but he's not like you know his enemy per se yeah and, and, and like yeah likeable. they're all just they're both just trying to get that top spot but also just to you know but it's also like they have camaraderie with like a lot of the other pilots too you know they still play volleyball and hang out a bit go to the officers club or wherever their bar is that he meets charlie (laughs) that scene still cracks me up yeah yeah i guess yeah that's that's probably one of my favorite scenes him and maverick and charlie meeting i mean that just as cheesy as it is with like the singing and everything it's so fun to watch they're almost like so well rehearsed for a bunch of fighter pilots to just jump in and start singing i'm like you tell me that wasn't rehearsed that they just do that i just like she's like you've been practicing that since puberty (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's pretty great yeah oh we we also when we're talking about the cast meg ryan too nobody knew who she was when this movie came out nobody and she just shot into stardom in the in the 90s and i love although a small part i still love her part her scenes with goose and maverick are great the bar scene where they're singing um great balls great balls of fire is one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie i I just love i just love that everybody's hanging out goose is with his family you know he's got his wife and his what four-year-old son or something with him they're having a great time of course singing on the piano then what is he says like goose take me to or does he call him i don't even remember she actually calls him goose does she reuse his real name? I don't well, know. She goes, yeah, hey, Goose, you like, stud. Take me take, to bed before before I... What, no, it's take or me I'll, to bed or lose me forever. Or lose me like, forever, Show yeah. me the way, honey. Hey, Goose, you big stud. That's me, honey. Take me to bed or lose me forever. Show me the way home, honey. Show me the way, honey. <laughs> so great. I, I laughed out loud at that line especially if it's just her long drawn out hey stud hey, <laughs> yeah stud. i laughed good at that I'm trying to think if there's anything like i know who meg ryan is, ryan is but i'm looking i'm like okay i haven't really seen anything else with her in it nothing notable looks like oh you've got mail you never got mind mail. you watch that with kylie i'm sure all the time i watch that with kylie all the time okay yep never mind you've got mail that's my meg ryan touchstone got mail yeah i'm trying to think here i mean this this movie when it all said and done when it came out was huge hit this was the number one money maker in 1986 number one money maker i know from like just like popular trivia is like this is like the best recruiting tool that like the u.s navy ever had oh like they had boost outside of theaters like sign up oh hell yeah yeah totally yeah, that's crazy. Domestically, it made $180 million. And I think worldwide, altogether, 357 I mean, 180 back in 1986 is huge. I mean, this came out, I think, May or June, early in the summer, and just one week after another, just the movie everybody went to see all summer long. And this was, yeah. I don't know if you saw in the credits, but Jerry Brockheimer production. So he had already had, I think, Beverly Hills Cop and Flashdance underneath his belt. So this was he and his producer partner. I forget his name, but they're just the next big one that they chased. They had to actually talk Tom Cruise into being in this. He, they kept going back and forth with him and 
Cruz is like, ah, I just, I just don't know. I just, I can't say yes to this. They polish the script up a little bit, send him a new copy, and he's just, eh. finally, they, Jerry got on the phone, called the Navy, and was like, hey, I need you to take Tom Cruise up in a fighter jet. After that, Cruise was like, oh, I'm in. Let's do this. Like, I want to do this. Yeah. And I, I gotta cool. say, for the t- not even for the time, but just in general, this movie has got fantastic photography, like cinematography. The cinematography is just phenomenal, and yeah, just everything they had to do. But like, great shots with just cameras mounted on the sides of planes or below the plane. I mean, there's some really cool shots in these. Well, movies. and it also helps that, like, yeah, it. Like, I think even the explosions may be, like, somewhat edited, but, like, all of it, pretty much, like, it's got to be, like, 90% of it minimally, like, it's just all practical Practical. shots, practical effects of the jets, you know, there's nothing fake about it, you know. Now you make a movie like this, I mean, unless it's Tom Cruise, because obviously Maverick is coming out, and it sounds like there's very limited CGI, Um. You know, but most movies, like, think of, like, a Transformers movie where, like, jets are flying around. Like, those aren't real jets. Those are CGI. You know, but it actually feels ground. It still feels real. It doesn't feel like, like, yeah, he's a wild card and he pulls off stunts, but he doesn't do anything that he couldn't physically do, like, in real life. Like, yeah, you shouldn't probably do some of these things, but, like, you could. You could do all of it. You know, depending on skill, obviously. But it still feels very real. And I just... Like, this would not be the same movie if, like, take everything else but, like, replace some of the, like, some shots or the explosions with, like, crappy 80 CGI. And it would just be... Oh, it would feel so dated now. I mean, this, don't get me wrong, this definitely feels like an 80s film. But a lot of, a lot of this, the music in it, which, yeah. don't get me wrong, amazing soundtrack still start to finish like we were talking about. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're right. If they had it. 80s special effects i mean we've seen some cheesy special effects from the 80s like the early tron we've seen some really bad effects now too yeah but that would totally date it whereas if you it feels semi-timeless but still placed in the 80s i mean i don't don't know if you were to like go back and study the 80s through hollywood i mean this is definitely one of the movies i would put on the list for sure oh man it (laughs) yeah I would. I mean, what, what I would I put on the list? I don't know. I put just like a bunch of. I'm like, okay, you're back to the Back Evil to the Dead. Future, Top Gun, Fast Times, maybe like Breakfast Club. But like, you know, if you were to like tell somebody to go study 80s Hollywood a little bit, and kind of just you know, give them flavors of different things. You know, put in a couple actual Oscar winners in there, but kind of give a. This would definitely be on the list though. Right. But let's see what I was going to say. I guess we're talking about the production a little bit. Tony Scott, who I don't know if you know Tony Scott at all. I don't. So this was actually his only his second feature film. So he was known for making really good, high quality commercials, like just made really cool commercials that were pe- appealing to the eye. Did a I can't remember what is the name of his movie. He did a movie that was a total bust. Um, thankfully, the producers didn't let that um, stop him, and they still liked his commercials enough that they said, "Hey, come on and." Uh, do our top gun movie because after this i mean he went on to do some pretty uh fantastic films um like what like what jordan you can't just leave me hanging i know okay so the hunger was his meh movie um, i've never even heard of it but then he went on he he got to do beverly hills cop 2 
Days of Thunder with Tom Cruise, which have you ever seen that movie? Yeah, we watched it. I didn't care for it. You didn't care for it. The Last Boy Scout with uh, Chris Bruce Willis. Right. True Romance. One of Jordan's all time faves. Tarantino. Yeah, I can't wait for my steelbook. Yeah, a Tarantino written film. True Romance, Crimson Tides. I mean, The Fan with, uh, I think that had uh, Wesley Snipes and uh, Robert De Niro in it. So we, he went on to do a lot after Top Gun. Yeah, Spy Game with Brad Pitt. Man on Fire, which is a pretty acclaimed um, Denzel Washington movie. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, Unstoppable was the last movie he did with Chris Pine. Oh, that was the train Denzel, movie. The train movie. Yeah, unfortunately, he died, I think, after that. Shortly after that, I mean, he's been he's been dead for a couple of years now. I believe he died of suicide, which is unfortunate. But yeah, yeah. and obviously, you know, the last name Scott. He is Ridley director Ridley Scott's brother. Oh, really? Director of Alien and Gladiator and other classics. Nice. So, very talented guy, and I'm not sure yet what happened, but he uh, just didn't want to live anymore. And but... didn't get to see Top Gun the sequel which is which, a damn okay. shame i wonder if they'll dedicate the film to him at the end of the credits i'm kind of curious i don't know we will see find we'll out see in a couple, couple days. days yeah literally i but, know i mean this did this did get me more exci- actually honestly the buzz around top gun maverick got me more excited than top gun actually probably would because i'm like yeah this is like dated a little bit like i said it feels like an 80s movie but like it's a good 80s movie and then I'm like, okay, but with like how good cameras are now and how Tom Cruise is really anal about doing his own stuff and, you know, everybody in like, I haven't seen a review. I just heard people talking. Like I sent you a screenshot from Edgar Wright that's just like, this is the best excuse you can get to go see a movie in a theater, you know? Can't and wait. I, I can't wait. I know. And I sent you the screenshot because I'm like, okay, like, like I said, just all the buzz around it just sounds like it's gonna actually be like an amazing movie. And I'm trying not to get my hopes up too high, but it seems like it they're actually gonna pull this off. It sounds break, like, like see it in IMAX XD, whatever, like top quality theaters, too. Do not watch this on, on your couch, though. I'm definitely movie. gonna see it in XD. I don't know if I'll be able to see it in IMAX, but XD for sure. I'll see an IMAX at one of my movies. I plan on seeing it. If it's good, I plan on seeing this a couple times in theaters. I figured. Uh, but I don't know. Like, what is it? What else could we talk about? Top Gun. Because we'll be talking about Maverick next week. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Of, like, I watch, I got some really good insight before this, watching that VH1 behind the scenes from like the year 2000. That was, that was kind of fun. All the actors okay. talking about their experience. They talked about the behind the scenes and some of the drama with just a lot of just trying to get the script off the ground and just some of the back and forth as far as just trying to some people, different people had different visuals. I mean, really, uh, Tony Scott, he got fired a couple times and brought back. Oh, really? So yeah, a lot of again, clashing. So in some ways it's kind of amazing. This is as good as it was, but uh, I'm trying to think here as far as, yeah, what else can we talk about here? I feel like there's so much to talk about. Like, I guess let's talk about some favorite scenes. I mean, I, I just love the opening. Like, I think it's probably one of my up there with one of my favorite opening credit sequences. Just we're on the the uh, Indian Ocean, the ship, and on the, the on the carrier. We're on the carrier, which is everything. And we, it's kind of the it's the Top Gun anthem, kind of light 
light tones of it being played yeah. throughout all the title sequences. And then before we before we go in the air, we switch gears and boom, danger zone. And then we're just off and running. We meet up with the Maverick and Goose and uh, oh God, I wish we had everybody else's name. It was a uh, Cougar. The other guy was he the guy that was having that moment up there? Yeah, Cougar. Where he's just okay. like, yeah, because I. Which also is cool that it brings it back, like from beginning to end. Like I kind of forgot how well they wrapped it up. It was like they help because, like, yeah, that whole opening sequence. They see the Mig. They take some pictures. You know, flip the bird. Get that classic, like taking a Polaroid. Yeah. I'm sure some actual uh, Navy people or or uh, Air Force people are like, what the hell? That's not even possible being like that close together. But whatever. That that that's where I don't care if it gets a little Hollywood. That's just a fun sequence. Let's send this guy a message. Right, <laughs> right up there. Whoop. Then but they then, do the flyby, which I guess is a big no-no. Which yeah. we kind of we kind of assume, but it's definitely from what I've heard a big no-no. Yeah, it like it's a lose your wings type of no-no. Yeah. So yeah, definitely have some Hollywood sprinkled in there, but a lot of fun though. I think the tone overall is pretty good. I mean, we've got it's gonna be their story as far as going to the top gun to learn. To become the best of the best, compete to be the best of the best. He meets Charlie, has a you know huge crush on Charlie. Mm-hmm. Great, great moments with them. I th- I think overall, the classic, Charlie. the classic like hits on random girl in bar. Next scene, what she's in charge, and I have to learn from her. You know, they actually treat her with actually a surprising amount of respect. Um, like, like the, you've seen cheesier versions of that, but like they're actually just like, yeah, I'm actually. Just, I guess she's not in charge. Like, she's a teacher. She's an instructor. She's not she's in an the instructor. Military. Yeah, she's got a PhD you know. and everything. She's an instructor. They they have some good moments, you know. And I actually, um, it's funny as it sounds. I actually really like that sex scene with them. It at the way they shoot it is very like. What do I want to say? Like, not silhouette. It, what is? What am I? What's the word I'm looking for? i don't know i don't know what you're doing with your hands there <laughs> you're like it's a yeah statue well, <laughs> they, they, well they shoot it in a very essential way i mean they don't actually there's no nudity in, obviously in this but the way they shoot it very passionate very sensual they, very c- cinema cinema very, but they, they, they I, you know it's better than i remember it being i'm just gonna put it that way that's fair enough we've seen a lot of cringy sex scenes too definitely and this is definitely up there is a pretty good one i would say and you're really only seeing like their shoulders up in all the shots you know because you said that one of my favorite scenes is when they're talking about like what maverick did when he engaged with the mig right and then he gets so pissed off that he storms out and she follows him you know and then he takes he's like what what just and takes off and then she just chases him down in her car she's like i'm not fucking done yet that's not a car daniel that is what you call a sweet sweet porsche yeah well she chases him down in her porsche and then i just love she's like and if you would let me finish i was gonna say you're one of the best damn pilots i think the sex scene well, is that yeah. what happens right before that? Well, yeah, it happens before the sex scene because that's when he first kisses her. Oh, okay, okay, that's what happens. But yeah, I don't know. I just love it. He's just like, just like he. I mean, because yeah, he has got an ego problem. Iceman says that he definitely has an ego problem. Even when she's like, literally, her job is like, okay, I'm here to like take the facts, 
give you information. He's like, yes, while this is done, it's an extremely risky move that you shouldn't rely on. And he's just like, and she, that's, I think that's pretty much what she says. It's like, it's a risky move. You shouldn't do that. Like it's unreliable. And he gets so mad that he storms off, Mm -hmm. you know, like talented pilot. Everybody knows he's talented, but you're like, you gotta reel it in a bit. Yeah, he's still got some personal stuff to work on, but yeah, he is very talented. Everybody in, in the Navy knows that too. Like, we love him, but yeah, and a part of it, yeah, he's all up in his own head. But I, I don't know. I, I kind of think they, they do a good job with that, though, because I mean, everybody's got a little bit of an ego in talking shit, like, especially like, I mean, they're the literally told scenes. they're the best of the best and they're going to get better. But well, and, and what do you expect when you are that good, too? Yeah. Oh, exactly. Uh, there, there's got to be some room for ego. Like, I, I definitely let it slide. I'm, I'm not like, God, oh, what a bunch of assholes. But no, I mean, the, well, no, no, I'm not saying that. Good, I'm not like saying I like said, saying. like that's part of one of his characters. Like he hasn't like everybody's got a bit of an ego. He just has a huge ego. And every time he gets bumped up against something, he gets at least towards the beginning. Obviously, like by the end, he's like, yeah, like he's humbled a little bit after Goose's death, and he kind of like pulls he's, himself together. He's humbled a lot after Goose's. Well, death. yeah, a lot. A lot. <laughs> That's literally his character defining moment is his best friend dying and him thinking it's his fault. This thing's gonna time out here in a sec, but then we'll come back. I had a blast watching this again. I'm gonna watch it more often. Yeah, once every five years is not enough. <laughs> but yeah, so after Goose after Goose dies, he definitely gets more humble. Crazy scene. Yeah, you go from Goose hanging out with his family in the bar. Like I mentioned earlier in the recording, love that scene. I, I just think it's a really good moment for all the characters. There's everybody's just having a good time. And Goose is loving life at that moment. You know, my wife and kid came to visit me. He's just loving life at that moment. And it just sucks that we go from there to the training the next day or, you know, down the road and boom, tragic death scene with Goose. There's a hell of a way to go to literally get ejected so fast and hit the glass that it just kills you on impact i know that's uh, crazy but yeah I, I, I get him wanting to quit too he's like he's close to graduating and he's just done like he just he he feels responsible like he killed his best friend his brother yeah. like we talked about earlier is he's was the only one of his parents only child and he just feels like he killed his only brother in life you know i also i guess that's another brings us to like probably one of my other favorite moments when he like after all this happens and he's kind of just goes like Charlie tries to talk him out of it. Then she can't. And then like, like I think the next scene after that is when he goes to Viper's house and, you know, has that little talk with him about his dad and everything that's going on. And like, that's a good scene. That is a really yeah, good a great scene. scene. That's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah. Them just talking about him, telling him about his dad, him like giving him classified information. Like, yeah, like, your dad and I, we flew on this day. I was there when he got shot down and he was a hunt. He like, he was a, he's a good man till the end, you know, just unfortunately got, he's like, what do you say? Like it gets a little blurry when you're flying over a line that you weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And I just like that moment. And I like how he's just by the end of it, he's just kind of like, you can see he's just exhausted. Like his friend's dead. He just does. He's a railing still. I mean, it, it's still like days after and that. Backing up real quick. I still like that conversation with him and Charlie at the bar and her telling him he's great at everything. But oh, oh no, what did she say? Like, 
what did what did she say because it's like you're good at everything but but quitting but no quitting is what it's oh yeah it's like you're just doing what you're best at and quitting something like that yeah it's just yeah still a good moment but yeah you're right when he goes to talk to viper that's when it gets real and he shows up for graduation still to graduate that's when they get called into duty i know i just i remembered that being the end it was like yeah they graduate and then they go into a combat mission um uh, one thing before we hit that ending is I do like how um, not Charlie Goose's wife Carol like he goes over and like grabs some stuff from their house you know and then she like you know he's like kind of having a breakdown like trying to leave and yeah you know, I still remember what like what I, I liked what Carol said to him was that just like oh Goose would like Goose loved flying with you and like but He'd do it without you. He'd hate it, but he'd do it. If there's any tear-jerk moment in the movie, it's that part right there. And yeah, Meg Ryan as an unknown totally just sells it on that moment. Like she really unleashes the feelings there. Yeah. 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 That was definitely, if there's any tear-jerk moment in the movie, it's right there. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that's a great line, great moment, and just like really, not, just- yeah, not when he's holding Goose, not them in the bathroom with Viper, <laughs> but right there when she says that line, you're like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, good stuff, good, good stuff. Yeah, yeah, overall, I think this is a pretty great movie. Still, you know, it's it. it yeah, sure, I think we've got we've sure it's got a little bit of cheese. I mean, it's got. I still think the lines that everybody says are still pretty fun too <laughs> yeah <give> shit <laughs> yeah well i know like i said like it's like i said it's got a little bit of the 80s like every every film uh decade or like era you always can look back and you'll find some things from mo- from something from that era usually you know so like i said just because you know it's an 80s movie does not make it a bad movie because it is a great movie and a great 80s movie for sure um damn yeah and then we get to the final combat sequence where we actually see some action Mm -hmm. and he finally learns his lesson is to work with his team after he almost loses his mind again and i always love that moment too um when they get back and everybody's celebrating with and then ice man which i still remember the uh First time I saw this, thinking like, oh God, what's he going to say? When he points at him, goes, you! And I'm like, oh shit, what's he going to say? You You are still dangerous. You can be my wingman anytime. Bullshit. You can be mine. Yeah. <laughs> and like a new hope where it was like, yeah. It is also nice to see Hollywood and his reel like come out of the helicopter after they got shot down. Yeah. Good stuff. Good, good, good stuff. Yeah. I I really don't have complaints about this movie. Sure, there's a couple things that are like. Oh yeah, that that didn't age well, or that that's totally eighties, but whatever. That just happens with every movie. It's a 
fun ride. I, I watched it last night. I just, it felt good watching it, and I cannot wait for Maverick. <laughs> I know. Like I said, I'm getting. This is the last piece to like get me like, all right, now I'm ready. Like I've been getting more excited for Maverick just from the buzz, but now I'm just like, okay, but now I'm actually ready to watch it. Heck yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. All right. I'm trying to, I, I'm trying to think any other scenes or fun parts before we close out here. I do like the way um, they're back mm. and forth between Charlie before Charlie puts the uh, paper down, giving her his number or give it, Given Maverick her address and time to be there. That was a good right. moment. Good part. Still late. He was busy playing volleyball and he was still late. I know. I like, gotta go. One more game. We're tied up. Now I really gotta go. Like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna say real quick about the volleyball scene. I don't know about you, but in California summer heat, I don't think I could be wearing jeans. Um, doing that. I thought I, I thought <laughs> you were like, I'm like <laughs> watching that and I'm like, God, that looks uncomfortable. Well, they're military men, okay? So when men used to be men and lather each other up in bronzing, you know, bronzing sunscreen so they can play volleyball, that's when men were really men. I guess. <laughs> I'm just like, damn. What's I just always way? love, like, anytime you see, like, a little spoof on Top Gun, they're, like, in that sweet, sweet homoerotic volleyball game. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That's the selling point right there. That's what people remember. <laughs> if you don't remember anything else, you remember the volleyball game. Remember the volleyball game. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll try. All right. Any other scenes? Any other moments? I mean, there's just lines throughout. I can't really... I kind of said most of them. I don't really remember any more off the top of my head. You're not feeling the need for speed? I mean, okay. I guess, okay, we, I guess we didn't say that one. The need for speed. Ow! Ow! Viper's did. Yeah. Yeah. I still was like, hey, Goose, you stud. Yeah. I mean, like, this, again, it's a pretty well written movie. Like, the characters really bring it alive, but, you know, there's just like great dialogue throughout, like, too, essentially too many to count. Like, we already said a lot of quotable lines, though. Yep. You know, and I feel health. like there's a big one that I'm missing, but I cannot remember. But honestly, yeah. Definitely glad I rewatched, especially since we're about to go see Top Gun Maverick in a couple days here. Oh yeah, I can't wait. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, and we didn't talk about the anthem. One of my that's actually one of my favorite theme songs of any movie is the Top Gun anthem. Love that anthem. And the guitar in that is Steve Stevens, who is Billy Idol's guitarist. Nice. So, yeah, I've actually saw him perform live with Billy Idol back in, like, 2001. I mean, that's pretty sweet. It was cool to see Steve Stevens live. Not just, I mean, he does other stuff than the Top Gun Anthem, but it's just cool knowing that the Top Gun Anthem dude is right there in front of me. And they played it? No, they didn't, not that I remember, at least. That's too bad. I would have let him just like... That would have been pretty sweet. He's an amazing guitarist, though. Good stuff. But yeah, I, I love that anthem, though. I mean, I, again, when we listen to the soundtrack, it's start to finish, I include the anthem every time. Fuck yeah. Good, good stuff. Good, All good. right. Yeah. I think, I think if I grade this out, I give it 
maybe an A minus. It's not the absolute perfect movie, but it's definitely a very fun movie. Still holds up for the most part, I would say very well. A minus. And it gets like, let's say nine and a half on the entertainment scale. Mm-hmm. It's a fun ride. I'm going to give it an 80s A plus. Um, a two, 2022's D minus. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No. I don't know. Like, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's right in there. Like, I think I'm giving it like a B plus. It is a little cheesy, but that's just because it's from the 80s. You know, everything like doesn't age up quite as well as, you know, when it was like hitting directly but also like there's a reason why we're getting a top gun maverick like not even a reboot like kind of a reboot well it's a requel it's a requel but we'll see but i mean like it's literally 87 and it's 2022 like there's a there's a reason why we're getting another top gun almost 35 years later and that reason is speed. We've got a need for speed. Got the need for speed once again. And we're but getting yeah. it this weekend. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I think that wraps up our throwback to 1986's Top Gun. Woo! Woo! Yeah. Daniel, where can they find us? They can find us online on Instagram and Twitter, movies underscore brews. Let us know. If you're excited for the new Top Gun Maverick, hesitantly, like, are you just jacked up for it? Are you just like, oh, I'll see it when I see it. I don't know. Like, from everything that we've heard, like I said, just everybody seems like anybody that I care about, like, their opinions. Like, I've already watched some, like, light, like, nothing spoilery, but just, like, people's, like, impression of just, like, how good and how great it is to see it at a theater. I've been waiting more than two years for this movie. This has been my number one the last two years for anticipation. (laughs) Yeah, that and the new new Mission Impossible. Yeah, that's next July. We'll talk about that next week, though. We'll talk about it next week. Sweet, sweet trailer we just got. Woo! All right, everybody. Well, yeah, we'll be back next week with Top Gun Maverick and Bob's Burgers. And Bob's Burgers! (laughs) Until then, keep rocking in the danger zone. Cheers. Cheers.